Monique. And I'm Sierra. And you're listening to Hoochin', Hoochin and Hollerin', a podcast where we do our favorite things, drink and talk. Yes, uh, this week we are diving into season two, episode three of Bridgerton. We do need to let you guys know that there will, they, there will be spoilers. If you have not watched Bridgerton, do not sit here and listen to us. Go on about it. Um, there will also be some light swearing. So it's been a while. It's been it's been a while, guys. I I usually know this part by like yeah, verbatim, it, and I stumbled. It's been a while. We had a stammer. Took off a little bit to appreciate Netflix Heartstopper. Wow. <laughs> we might have to. If you haven't watched it, <laughs> watch it. Let me get myself right, so then we can talk about Heartstopper. <laughs> as <laughs> maybe this. This is going to turn to a heart, heart Stopper podcast. Yeah, it might. It we might, took it some might. time off to do that. We had to pay it the proper respect. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the Bridgerton Experience. Mm-hmm. Caught a chill. Which, by chill, she means COVID. They tried <laughs> to take your girl out. I was on my deathbed. But we're back. Stronger yes, than ever. Stronger, stronger than, than ever. Ever. I feel, I feel good. Healthy. How many weeks has it been? A long time. Oh, my God. A long time. We haven't recorded since Vegas. No, we, we haven't released an episode since maybe yeah the week after Vegas. Did we put a three episode out that week? It has been it hasn't been six weeks. <laughs> it, no way. We put we recorded we recorded on. Um, let's see. Who Hold on, let it? me see. We recorded on Hold the tenth. The, the last episode came out April twenty eighth. It's been a month. <laughs> it's been damn near a month. I know y'all been waiting some, through some scene from, what is it? But unseen circumstances and unseen and unforeseen. unforeseen. What is unforeseen. it? <laughs> What's the phrase? Unforeseen. Due to unforeseen and Circum- some seen circumstances. We saw some of them. We made a val- we made a, like an intentional choice not to record because we'd rather watch Heartstopper. Yeah. That was an intentional choice. Me getting sick was not intentional. Right. It was worth it though. That was a great 100%. weekend. 100%. We weekend. had a blast. Mm-hmm. We had so much fun. It was worth it. Um, and yeah. then, so now we unfortunately are at the summer. We're going to do our best. We are going to do our To bring you best. guys content weekly. So okay. our best our best chance is to get this done. Because you know what happens to us in June. <laughs> June is Monique's birthday month and, and evelyn's and evelyn you have family that has birthdays my sister and my mom yep and we we ball out in june we, we ball out every june. weekend is busy in busy. june it's already booked it's booked i'm i'm booking people out to hang out in july august <laughs> i'm like y'all i got the first week of august you got it <laughs> Better book now. So we're gonna do our best to bring you guys some consistent content again. Mm-hmm. I know y'all been waiting, <laughs> chomping at the bit, waiting for the next episode. <laughs> um, we're gonna do better. So this episode, it's gonna be a tough one. Oh, this what, is a sad what an one. episode. This to is come a back. tough one. I know this is a tough one to come back with. The Bridgertons host the Ton at their ancestral home, Aubrey Hall. Mm-hmm. Um. Which allows the Sharmas, or they allow the Sharmas and Lady Danbury to come a few days before uh, for like some, some more intimate, time, yeah, some yeah. more intimate festivities. It's Edwina's and Lady Danbury's hope that this special invitation will lead to her engagement to Antony. Um, while at Aubrey Hall, Antony deals with old feelings about his father's death, 
um, in the aftermath of that. A lot of trauma going on. Mm-hmm. He also is still feeling a lot of current pressure as the Viscount. He's really going through it. Um, oh, also, Kate has a very dramatic run-in with a bee, mm-hmm. leaving both her and Antony questioning everything they've ever known oh, or God. thought. <laughs> uh, Lady Featherington has started scheming on ways to get Cousin Jack to marry her daughter. Mm-hmm. You heard that right. Cousin Jack. Yeah. She was like, it's all the rage with the royals. Yeah, It, sh- it surely <laughs> is. If you remember our last episode, uh-huh. you know it surely is. Um, and then Penelope uh, is expanding her Lady Whistledown venture. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, so that's all for our recap. So let's talk hooch. Uh, this week we're drinking something called a gin affair. Yeah. Because as you know, we're in 18th cent- 19th century London. You gotta mm-hmm. drink some fucking gin. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just leaning into gin. Yeah. I think we like it. I think we might like it. Yeah. Even at the Bridgerton um, experience. Oh, those all gin drinks, drinks. They were all, all, gin, all drinks. gin drinks. They all tasted like the earth. They Very floral, earthy tones. They should have called us. Because we had some recommendations. They obviously have not heard of our podcast. Otherwise, they would have been like... I should have been leaving cards around. Right. They would have been like, get Sierra and Monique on the phone. We need some ideas. Yeah. Because those drinks, shout out to Tank Array, but... uh, Right. The official gin sponsor of the Bridgerton Experience. It was the the drinks. Woof. Yeah. (laughs) And I tried every one, y'all. I was drunk. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> them being bad did not stop us from drinking all of I was them. like, let me try this one. And every time I went up there, I got another free one. I'm like... Sierra was fucking working the room. Somehow she kept getting free stuff. I'm like, let me just sit back and let her work her magic. I think my boobs was out. They ain't never they out. They surely were. <laughs> they surely were sitting pretty. Check out our Instagram if you're wondering what they looked like. Looked good. It was okay. giving Lady... Uh, it was giving... Hand. Yeah. Very violent of me. <laughs> Um, so today's cocktail features one ounce of London dry gin, half of ounce of simple syrup. Um, so we it was supposed to be Earl Grey simple syrup, but but you have to make it. We got a freaking brew tea. I'm not brewing a We're whole not brewing no pot thing. of tea. And I got a curate. I got a curate. Why are you saying that <laughs> like that? Kurt. I got a Kurt. And peppermint tea. That's all yeah. I got. So, so we only got it. If you want to try this one, try it with Earl Grey. Also, I don't like Earl Grey tea. so That's like the worst one. I'm not about to put myself through that. I'm not about to put myself through that. So we used regular simple syrup. Mm-hmm. So half an ounce of that. And then we did one fourth ounce of lemon juice. A dash of lemon bitters, which love that That's stuff. Good. No, this, yeah. Yeah, I like that. That was my first time ever having it. Mm-hmm. And then two ounces of rosé. We used regular champagne. Shout out to Summer. Shout out to Summer. For supplying for, me with the bottle. Yeah, really good champagne. <laughs> uh it's delicious. It's really good. Perfect for summer. It's a great summer drink. Refreshing. Yes. It, you can definitely taste the lemon. Mm-hmm. You can taste the gin, but it's not overpowering. Right. It's definitely a good gin light actually, summer drink. Yeah. The gin actually adds yeah. flavor, I guess. I like it. I like it a lot. Really good. So uh, I recommend. Yeah. This yeah. is a good one. You can check out uh, this recipe on our Instagram mm-hmm. page. Sure. And... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you guys will get what you get at this point. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, now that we've got our drinks, we can dive into our episode. Yes. So, oh. It's going to be a tough one. This is a sad one. I Luckily, cried. Luckily, all I the cried. sad stuff is it. No, it's not all. In the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think it's throughout. It's throughout. And honestly, this isn't even like this. Uh, this is probably one of the sadder episodes. 
Yeah, because I think it's all up from here, right? I mean, besides Kate almost dying, but yeah. That girl. Okay, so. When we first watched this, we wanted Kate to die. We were cheering at the TV when she hit her head. So. We were like, fine, just die then. (laughs) What we thought when we. so pissed. What we thought initially from our first watch of the Bridgerton, we did a marathon. We weren't in the right mind space. We were too busy trying to compare it to the first season where they got together really quickly. We got a lot of time with the couple. Yes. So when we got to episode four or five and we still weren't getting good time with the couple, we were... We got mad. We got mad. And that caused us to want the main character to die. Yeah. I was ready for Kate to die. We were like, you know what? At this point... They've taken it too far with the wedding. With the and wedding. I was like, Edwina, you win. Okay? I, was like, just, I was like, let all of them die at this point. <laughs> Wipe them all out. I don't care. I'm like, where the Featherington's at? Right. Let's follow their let's, story. Oh, so we got mad. Now on second and third rewatch, we're good. Yeah. Good I'm season. Appreciate, I'm appreciating it way more. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So our episode opens with a flashback. And if, you know, if we learned anything from flashbacks in Bridgerton... It's going to be something horrible and traumatic. Because <laughs> how many flashbacks did we have? Oh, God. Freaking. Re- All of uh, Simon's Simon. flashbacks were about him being neglected. Neglected. As a child. Verbally abused. Yeah. His mother dying. It was a lot. That's why he has attachment issues. Yep. He really. he put Can't uh, trust nobody. He put Daphne through it. That's a real ride or die. Man. So, yeah. Flashbacks are. Uh, traumatic in this show so we're 10 years in the past mm-hmm. in this flashback and a young antony is hunting with his dad uh whose name is edmund bridgerton oh <laughs> such a good man uh antony is mad because he can't they're, they're hunting he can't kill a buck he like wants to kill it in one shot like his dad and he mm-hmm. can't do it and he's like fine this is fucking stupid i don't want to do it he's like i'll never be good enough i'm like slow the fuck down <laughs> uh it's just good to know like it's good to see that he's always been this insufferable mm, like he's always insufferable he's always just been like type a i need to be the best i need to be perfect um so he it's has just to good be to, a Virgo. it's good to see that this like isn't a new character trait for him in this season antony and his dad obviously have a very close relationship um his father shares words of wisdom um as they make their way back to the house after hunting yeah he's a pretty calm dude he's mm-hmm. like yeah he's chill yeah he's like you'll get it when you get it He's like, just chill out. He's like, I enjoyed spending time with you. He's like, it's waves, like the vibe. So um, on the way back to the house, they're at Aubrey Hall. Mm-hmm. So they stayed in the country prior to uh, Edmund's death. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they're on the way back. And they stop to pick up some hyacinth oh. for Violet um, out in their fucking garden um, before they're going to head inside. But everything goes for lack of a better word everything goes horribly wrong um Anthony's dad is stung by a bee and within minutes he dies because he's apparently allergic to bees I guess they didn't know this um and this leaves a pregnant Violet Violet she's pregnant with Hyacinth Mm -hmm. at the time and Anthony reeling the scene is horrific it's horrible you've got Anthony not understanding what's happening because he didn't See the bee sting his dad? Right. So he has no idea what's happening. You've got Violet coming out the house. Like, what the fuck's going on? Running at eight months pregnant to her dying husband. The rest of the children. Everyone's outside. Oh, my God. On the steps, just watching their father die. Violet 
is fucking like trying to be with her husband. She's got no thought about her children. Mm-mm. She said, the love of my life is dying. She was like, he loved me. This is so sad. He, he's the only one who loved me. Oh it was God. so sad. How she's holding together is beyond me. Girl, barely was. She was like, the, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. About it's later. not funny. But when she said that line, I was like, girl, I would have been with you. Yeah, that was tough. Take me with you. She said that right to his face. He was like, mom, surely you don't she mean said, that. She's like, she every day like, I wish I would die. <laughs> he was like, mother, we're going to have some dinner. Like, I just called you in here to she get dinner. She said dinner. <laughs> The, the fact that you she think said, I can eat in this state? She said, I'll starve myself to death. <laughs> Where is Edmund? <laughs> he was like, all right, Mom. He said, well, I'm, I'm 17. So I'm going to have dinner then, I guess. Okay. So, Anthony is obviously traumatized. He's maybe 18 years old. Maybe. Just watched his father die from a bee sting. Like, something so trivial and, like, Damn. small. And it sucks. Now how do you know you're allergic to bees until you get stung by a bee? You don't know. You don't know. Fuck. Fuck! It doesn't even Which matter. Which just makes then what happened to Kate mm-hmm. probably so much more like Tra- traumatic yeah. for him because he's yes. like, "Well, bitch, you don't know." <laughs> like, oh fuck! And then also, there was nothing anyone could have done to save him. Then that there pen. was no epipen. No, there was no hospital. You allergic to bees? In probably a three thousand mile range. Like, no. where's the nearest hospital? Right, you're in the country. You had to get caught a carriage. This moved all too slow for me. That's why people just was dying left and right back yes. in the day. Yes. Because couldn't nobody get nowhere in time. Like the, the closest doctor is a three-day carriage <laughs> right away. So don't get sick. Everybody need a doctor in the house. Right. Everybody need to have their oldest become a doctor. And then they still wouldn't have been able to save them. Nope. So it don't even matter. Can't do nothing about a beast thing. So just like that, his father passed away and Anthony is thrust into the role of father and head of house, household like as a child 10 seconds later okay he's pronounced dead yeah uh viscount what you want us to do what do you want us to do with this 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 and the this? staff what to do with the body what the, to do with the those staff are well trained because the they accounts. don't miss a beat they know exactly what to do when right. like i'm like dang i would have went to the mother like i'm sorry i'm like ask my mom right i'm like who's the adult i'm like ask my mom She's in charge. He has he has no time to process, to grieve, or anything before the entire weight of the family is brought on his shoulders. And it's really just it on the second and third rewatch was so hard to watch. And I think you could just tell he despite knowing he was the oldest and he would one day have to be the Viscount, he was not prepared for this. No, you assume that's gonna happen He's when looking your father at violent, passes away. He's looking at Violet like what what should we do? Like, why are you moving my mom's stuff from her room? Mm-hmm. He was not prepared for this. He mm-hmm. was, he never occurred to him that he was going to have to take over before his dad was like, probably died of old age. Whatever. So honestly, we're going to say fuck the patriarchy here. Mm-hmm. And this is what we talk about when we say patriarchy doesn't just hurt women, it hurts men too. Yep. Because he was too Anthony young. Yeah. was too young to be thrust into this role, especially with Violet. Right there. She could have handled this fine. She was the fucking... She Mm -hmm. was the adult in this situation. Also, this left no room for Antony to grieve. He essentially was not allowed to grieve his father because he immediately had to step into the role of head of his house. And he was in charge of his seven other siblings. You're the dad now. Seven other siblings. A newborn baby. Your mother. 
Mm-hmm. You're in charge of all of this at 17, 18 years old. So, whatever. Aww. It was, that was sad. We're taken back to the present, and the Sharmas and Lady Danbury are on their way to Aubrey Hall. Um, like we said, they're going to spend a few day, days along with the Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Bridgertons before the rest of the town comes in for their annual ball. Which they say annual ball, but did they have this ball last year? No. Not that we remember. We've seen the uh, season enough times. I, like I remember. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it like six times yeah, through. Yeah, we didn't did know. Or maybe, I don't know. And it's called, what is it called? The Lovers and Friends Ball? What is it called? The Flowers and Lovers Ball? Was there a name for it? Yes! <gasps> it was called The Flowers... What? Love and Flowers? Fest... Yes! It wasn't just a Bridgerton Ball. It was called the... Okay, you look it up, I'm gonna talk. No, you're right. It was called... Because remember she did Tulips, Tulips for Love mm-hmm. and... I don't know, something or other. But I, I believe we'll probably talk about this the next episode anyway, because isn't the ball, is the ball in this episode? Um, They have a ball at their, they have a ball at their London house that no one shows up to. The ball, does do the fam, like the, everybody else come in this episode? Oh yeah, and then, or next and episode. And then Daphne's hoping for with the flowers. With the flowers, stuff. yeah. Is That's that next this one? episode. It's next yeah. one. Okay, so we'll probably, we'll get the name next episode. Yeah. Because they'll talk, just now. yeah. Okay, so... Okay, they are all certain that Antony and the rest of the Bridgertons have invited them so they, you know, so he can propose to Edwina. Makes Bef- sense. Right? Why, why else you invited me? Right. Um, you know, because they want the proposal before the rest of the ton arrives. And it's very obvious that that's what he's going to do. Um, why else would they have come out early? Right. Edwina is so excited, not only to be a Viscountess, but to get to know Antony and his family more. She's so pure and good and like... Yeah, she's just a little sweet, oh, so freaking naive cute. little girl. I don't know. Nothing yeah. wrong with her. No, she just don't got the grit it right. takes to be with an aunt with, right. with a Bridgerton. She doesn't have the Bridgerton grit that we are looking for. <laughs> um, at this point, she still doesn't know that much about him, but she seems dead set on making this match happen. They know very little about each other. Yeah. But I mean... I guess that's the way it was. That's how it was. Yeah. And Daphne and Simon... They knew a lot about each other, I feel like. They got in an agreement on first meet. That's... Yes. <laughs> but they were able to, I mean, to know each other. But they knew of... She knew of him, at least. Yeah. I feel like... Antony and they spent. We have barely had any time together. Right. So they have not promenaded. They have not. They were like, okay, you speak another language. You you could dance good. Antony was like, here's my list. She was you, like, she got check it, got all it, got the got it, got it, she got check it. all the boxes. Um. So at this point, Ed, uh, Edwina has essentially ignored all the other eligible bachelors of the town, um, to the point where like Antony is her only shot. Mm-hmm. She has really just set those other men aside and focused solely on him. I don't really know why. I she had her pick, you know. I wish she would have went with that one guy, Lumley. the first guy, Lonely. Yeah, he was nice. He was so nice. He's so sweet. Um, back in Mayfair, the Featheringtons are preparing to join the Bridgertons in a few days. Um, they're back, sort of, sort of fully into society, mm-hmm. which is great for them. Um. While Lady Featherington should be focused on getting ready for that, she's actually more focused on scheming, trying to figure out a way to <laughs> make sure Cousin Jack ends up married to someone she can control. Yep. 
Um, she don't want to lose her very, household. Yeah, she's very nervous about her and her daughters losing their lifestyle mm-hmm. because he'll marry some random person they don't know. And they'll and be the head of household. And they really don't get along with any of the other women in None. the town. None. Like, uh, Penelope has the Bridgertons. The rest of them don't really hang out with no one but each other. When Penelope and Colin, um, yeah, when they get together, Miss Lady Featherington is going to be like, thank. She's going to lose her mind. Thank. She's like, this is, this, we're God. set. She was like, we're set. We don't got to worry about nothing. Oh my God. Y'all other girl, whatever. Prudence, figure it out don't yourself. Care. I know. <laughs> but, um, do we think we're going to get a wedding or no? With Penelope and Colin? Didn't they get signed on for two more seasons? Mm, I don't know. Mm. I thought it was just the one. Mm. Probably. You know what did get signed up for two more seasons? Heartstopper! <laughs> I don't think I looked at the Woo! number two. They were like, why y'all think we was throwing up all them peace signs? First of I'm all, like, that's just the go-to sign for every millennial and Zoomer. <laughs> that's the sign. That's how We've we, been throwing up peace signs since 1980. What are we supposed to do with our hands? What are we supposed to do with our hands and pictures? But... Okay, so... So whatever. Lady Featherington's trying to make sure Jack ends up with someone they can control. Yes, yes. And who better for her own daughter, you know, cousin Jack, Lady Featherington thinks Prudence will be the perfect wife for him, um, or at least a wife that Lady Featherington can then jerk around. Um, She said cousin love. She was like, Cousin Jack? She was like, stop calling him Cousin. And they never stop. They, they never, never stop calling him Cousin Jack. They, lo- they love their they cousin. man. Yeah. He's, he wasn't bothering no one. He was. He well, was. I mean, he was. He was, but in at this moment in time. We, I liked him. I'm like, you know, he's kind of young. He, he, seemed, he seemed chill. Yeah. Got his little guns out. I'm like, ooh, he's American. You know what? He turned out to be a fucking scammer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they was making that money. And what's she about to do? Take over the scamming business? She's going to have to do something. I think she's going to try to keep scamming. They ain't got no income She now. took the money, right? Oh, yeah. She took the money. Yeah. She took the money. What she needs to do is remarry. She needs to remarry. How? She's... How? She needs to find an old man. She's a... And she's a widow. That cousin I don't think Jack. widows can... Can they even what? remarry? Can they remarry? None of the widows in Bridgerton are remarried. You are very. That's. You're I very think right. that's the light. Your husband died. You already had your shot. Cause Lady Danbury, why she didn't remarry? Why didn't Lady Danbury remarry? Why didn't Lady Bridgerton remarry? Because Lady Bridgerton had sons. I was like, she has. Lady Featherington doesn't have sons, so that's why she. Oh, that's needs why a she... man. She needs some man in the household. Lady Danbury. Maybe was just too old. And she's too rich? Yeah, we don't know when her um, husband passed. I have no yeah, idea. Maybe we'll find out in the In uh, the spin-off. prequel? Yeah. yeah. And then, but there was, there was that other woman whose husband died, but she had a baby who was a male. So maybe that's why she doesn't have to remarry? Okay. Because the male is now the, yeah. her baby the is baby the. baby is the, the, the. That's the best whatever. way to go right there. Like, hey. Pop a kid out. <laughs> Hope it's a boy. Lady Featherton, she lucked, she didn't have good luck. She had only girls. Aww. So. so Tough. So <clears throat> Penelope and Prudence seem to be the only ones with some sense in this room. They aptly point out that Lord Featherington is their cousin. Yeah, cousin Jack. Cousin Jack. <laughs> um, which Lady Featherington doesn't think is a big deal. 
she calls it royal behavior. She's like, look, it's all the rage. Royals she do it all the time. Look, look, look at the queen. And if you and all listen, her fucking crazy ass children. Right. <laughs> if you listen to our HH history lesson last episode, she's not wrong. The British royals and high society people stay marrying their cousins. They got to keep that bloodline strong. <gasps> Shout out to Queen Elizabeth <laughs> and your cousin husband. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Rip, rip, rip. rip, rip. rip. <laughs> Man, we are not. Yikes. <laughs> anyway, uh, back at Aubrey Hall, the Sharmas and Lady Danbury have finally arrived. Um, the Bridgerton family is out in full force. Even Archie, Daphne, and Simon's son is there. And, you know, shout out to the absentee fathers. Man. Shout out. He must be working pretty hard because he don't come to no family events. You know what Simon's doing? He's trying to get them crops right. Mm-hmm. Hosting that meat festival right. or whatever. Last year they were talking about the crop. The crop was wasn't doing bad. too. They wasn't doing too good. That's why he don't go to none of the family events. He's like, "Ooh, babe, I would love to join y'all, but these I crops gotta go ain't test right. that soil." <laughs> I told you. Oh my god! As soon as the Sharma set foot outside of Arbery Hall, Anthony goes straight to Kate. Yeah, watch this back. He goes straight to Kate. He yep. barely looks Edwina's way. That's sick. <laughs> he goes to her like she's a fucking magnet. His mm-hmm. eyes immediately lock on her. He goes straight to her like a beeline. They, ah, uh, I really wish they would have figured sick. this out. You're sick. They should have figured this out by episode four. That means we could have had episode four through or five through eight to clean up and get married. You're fucking sick. You invited me and you go talk to my sister? Mm-hmm. Edwina's like, oh, that's good, Dee Right. Or she whatever. stayed trying to set him up on a little uh, friend date. <laughs> that's your fault, Edwina. <laughs> so, you know, if we were to go visit a man we've been talking to, we've been talking stages a couple weeks, and he doesn't acknowledge us, that's a red flag. It's a red flag. It's a he red didn't flag. even look Edwina's way. That's sick. I- so, <laughs> um,. Kate is thoroughly impressed by Aubrey Hall. Yeah, she's taking it in. She's, she's like, like looking all. Yeah, she's like, yeah, this is this is it. This is the life. Edwina's so gonna have a great life. Yeah. She <laughs> happy for her. Um, not that she'll admit that to Anthony. Yeah. Um, they flirt for a little bit before Daphne comes over and was like, "Oh my God, you must be Edwina!" Yikes! 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 How embarrassing! So like. Cause that's how she, that's how Daphne picked up on that. Yes, she was like, "Ooh, they look in love. Like they look like they like each They're other." They're blatantly in front of everyone, caking, flirting, yeah. <laughs> getting. The... Of course, Daphne's like, "Oh, this must be Edwina because y'all mm-hmm. are off to the side." They're like, "Oh no!" She's like, Ooh. The look on their faces when she says this, they're like, "Fuck." <laughs> they're <laughs> like, too oh. obvious. They're like, "Okay, gotta take a step back." Um, also, Daphne is like, my, this brother of mine, only a brother of mine would do something like that. Right. Like, the tension is very obvious, and Daphne, mm-hmm. just like Violet, is able to pick up on it immediately. Yep. If it's one thing Violet and Daphne are going to do, it's know some shit. Yep. It's pick up on some subtle shit that mm-hmm. you're trying to hide. And she immediately is like, mmm, gotta keep an eye on them. Yeah. <laughs> gotta keep an eye on them. Um, so as everyone gets settled in, Anthony tells Violet that he's like, run me that ring, I need it. Give me, give me that ring that dad gave you. I need it. You know, the one that the love of your life gave you. I'm going to use that on this girl I barely know. Also, get your own ring. 
Get your we own gotta room. have some other. This is a family heirloom. It has to be another family heirloom is, that's not involving me and your dad. I don't know. That this died. ring is for true love only. Once you can tell me you got some true love, I'll give it to you. First of all, second of all, that ring looks real small. How is that fitting on Violet's finger? <laughs> I looked at it. It looked really tiny. Um, Violet is of course really reluctant to give it to him mm-hmm. because she's like, I don't just, I just don't see you, you following your heart. Right. And she's like, if it's one thing me and your daddy taught you. It's to follow your fucking heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anthony's kind of over her bringing up her dad. He's just like, I, I don't want to talk about him. He's like, I found my diamond. Wait, give, give me the ring. Give me the ring. First of all, it belongs to me. I'm, <laughs> I'm the Viscount. <laughs> I hate to pull the Viscount card I on you, mother. I hate to pull the Viscount card, but technically you have no rights. <laughs> technically you own nothing. <laughs> technically I own you. Yours? <laughs> That's an interesting take on Never it. Never heard that in relation to a woman. <laughs> Aw, Antony. Shucks. Um, Antony doesn't want to hear any of that. He has found his and secured his diamond of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, his perfect Viscountess. She would have been a good Viscountess. Oh, yeah. She would have been good. She um, would not have been a good leader of the Bridgerton household. No. She'd make a good Viscountess. She'll yes. make good royalty. Like, good yes. nobility. Yep. She Proper. would not have been a good leader of the Bridgerton household. No, they would have been walking all yes. over her. Hyacinth and Gregory would have been pulling they pranks been on her. Terrorists. They would have been pulling pranks. Anthony would have probably had to cuss them out. Like, stop, please. They're damn near taller than her. I There's mean, no way. There's no way she would have like, like them. How you expect me to take her seriously and we look at each other had, in the eyes? She would have had to turn out Eloise, Hyacinth, Francesca. Right. She would have had to not turn him out. That was the wrong phrase. No, like... What's the phrase? Uh, Introduce him to society. Yes. She wouldn't have been uh, able to bring do him that. Out. Bring him out. What is it? <laughs> Set him loose. <laughs> turn him out. Bring him out. I she don't wouldn't know. Have been, Debut them? Maybe that's what it was. Debut them? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have been good at it. Now, Kate! She about to be a leader. I can't wait to see it. That shit's about to be I run can't. tight. I'm happy for some stability yes. in these next seasons. With Anthony and Because reggae Kate, just messed up our whole thing. Kate and Anthony leading the household be a tight shit, boy. Oh my God. Maybe that's going to be Lessons one of the Lessons all day. I don't want a lecture. Because I feel like it's going to be many lectures. Every family dinner about to be a lecture. See guys, see this is why. A TED talk. We- <laughs> every dinner. So, okay, so when you are a Viscount and you bring in a Viscountess, where does the mother go? She'll still live there. She'll just live there and just be silent. I think, I mean. Because she can't bring her own daughters out to society? I think she can. But okay. she's just not the Viscountess anymore. She's a lady. Mm. You know? Maybe they'll send her back to Aubrey Hall. They're not going to send her alone. No, they can't do that. I think she'll stay in London with the kids. She gets because those are still her kids. Like yeah, just because you the Viscountess, yeah, don't she'll mean... live all her days there, but she just won't. She's not in charge now, so she'll that's just, true. She'll just keep living her life. I guess. But she's still like she does the Bridgerton ball. That's yeah. her thing. Yeah, that'll be Kate's thing. Kate will take all that over. I'm sure Kate so, will still involve her. That sucks because if you get somebody that you don't like exactly. and they just cash that's why you Lady out, Featherington's nervous. She's like, who's this bitch? She about, he about to bring in my house. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. I think that's the whole premise of Downton Abbey. Because mm. Downton Abbey doesn't have a... The person that owned or was the lord or whatever Downton Abbey was, they died in the Titanic. Oh. So, <laughs> so that, 
kind of inappropriate things. <laughs> I didn't know that's what that was about. I watched four good episodes of Downton Abbey. Seems like it was a little slow. Oh my god. <laughs> I love period shows. Yeah, same. And normally period shows are a little yeah. slow. The Crown was a little yes, slow. Yes, But it's we watched intriguing. all of it. It's still yeah. intriguing. Downton Abbey, oh my gosh. The whole drama was about like the workers in the home worrying about who was going to be the next like. That's all the drama? Lord. Yes, because they died Ooh. in Titanic. <laughs> that was the first episode. I'm like, the Titanic? <laughs> Jack and Rose Titanic? Right. They did they know Jack? <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. So hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the whole thing. Like who's gonna be the person over Downton Abbey? Because Downton Abbey was a name. Also, mm. did y'all know that it was called Downton Abbey and not Downtown Abbey? I knew it was Downton Abbey. I thought it was Downtown Abbey. But it doesn't say downtown. I just Looked at it with one glance. I'm like, dang, everybody watching Downtown Abbey. Like, what's that about? Like, spicy. How did you find out that it wasn't Downtown Abbey? Somebody said it out loud for the first time. Like, oh, y'all watch Downtown Abbey? I'm glad someone said it out loud and you didn't say it incorrectly out loud. Like, Downtown Abbey? (laughs) The one Abbey? I thought it was about a girl name. This country ass bitch. A lady that lives, Abbey, lives downtown London, getting it in. Mm -hmm. Period piece. Mm -hmm. That would have been a better show. show. Yeah. Show. I'd watch that. I'd and, watch that. And now they got a movie coming Spinster. out. Spinster. I'd watch that. Yeah. I'm all for a harlot. Because they have the real fun. Bring Sienna back. Where's Sienna at? Being a hot girl. <laughs> okay, so. Where are we at? Okay, so. Another flashback here. Yeah. So. We flash back, and our boy Anthony is going through it. It was a tough time for Anthony. That was tough. Mm-hmm. So his father is barely—he's barely been dead, like right. ten minutes. Body's still upstairs. The entire staff is looking for him for answers. I'm like, who is the head of staff? And maybe y'all can make a decision because like, you know, no one else in charge. Like whoever the head of the staff is, they should be able to say, you know what, I'm a—I'm gonna get it together for just a couple days. Just like, can you? Like, hey, sir, I need your okay on this, but here's all the plans if you just right, say okay. Right, And he can just, you know, so they don't have mm. to deal with that. Um, so, oh, we already sort of mentioned this. There, again, Edmund has just died. Mm-hmm. They're already moving Violet's stuff. And Anthony's like, why would you do that? Right. Why would you be moving my mom's stuff? And they're like, you're the Viscount now. You're not answering y'all my need question. To, y'all about to clean house because y'all making me Can mad. you give me a second to breathe? Y'all supposed to be, yes, you're my workers, but damn. <laughs> give me a fucking second. Have they some said fucking we are humanity. loyal to the crown. Which Literally. is Anthony. Literally. So. <laughs> they said, all right, time for a changing of the guard. <laughs> what? <laughs> so all this is happening. You've got Violet screaming in the background. Um... She's about to go into labor. The fucking housemaids, like, listen, this can't be good for her. The baby's about to come. She keeps screaming. And Anthony is on the verge of a mental breakdown. It's pure chaos. Where where are the children? I'm like, everybody stay in this room. Don't leave. Literally. Violet can't stand up, can't catch her breath. Anthony can't. They're asking him for where keys are and paperwork. And I'm like, like, why would I know that? His dad's body's upstairs just fucking cooling. Oh, Give me a fucking second. Give me a second. 
Give me a few days. Leave that body up there and let us sort out some stuff. Can I take a second to talk to my mother? She won't even talk because she's screaming because her she love said my her, life is over. The love. She's like, she I said, got fuck all these seven kids. kids. She said, fuck all those kids. Get the wet nurse. Don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have nothing to say unless you got a way to bring Edmund back. <laughs> I would have been on the market for some black magic. She's, I would have been trying to figure it out. I would have been calling up the voodoo doctor. Bring me my husband back. Anything y'all can do. Bring me my <laughs> husband back or take me to him. Because <laughs> this shit is ghetto. He left me with eight children and some fucking unempathetic ass staff. Get me out of oh here. Oh my god. Get me out of here. Woo, truth is I'm tired. <laughs> Options are few. Oh shit, Violet was going through it. She said, end my shit. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, presently, <laughs> now we go into a more upbeat. They're going to try to send, show us this traumatic old clip. This and then episode was crazy traumatic, and then it would hop over to a they're game. They're like, of- oh, but so much fun. Yeah. Like, look how much fun we can have. Oh my God. So, uh, presently we're at Aubrey Hall still, um, and the Bridgertons are introducing the Sharma sisters to the game of Paul Mall, which is hard to say. That's the name of a cigarette. They keep saying Paul Mall. Oh, is that how Paul Mall is the cigarette, or is it Paul Mall? They keep saying Paul Mall. M A L L is. I hear what you're saying. I I see what you're saying phonetically. It should be Paul Mall. Yeah. But they kept saying Paul Mall. Hmm. I don't know which one it is. We'll talk about it more. I call the cigarettes Paul Mall. <laughs> I don't know. Why do I know the brand of that cigarette? Can't tell you. I only know the one with the green pack. Newport? Paul Mall's a green pack. No, I only know Newport. Mm. I ain't never smoked no cigarette. We have never smoked a cigarette in our lives. I'm like, I what's can the name green pack? Like five different brands of cigarette. Anyway, that's because you probably was running to the store at the tender age of three to go <laughs> to go get. <laughs> I don't know one of them family members. Oh God! Like Mo, go up to the store and give me some cigs. No, my my boyfriend in high school smoked cigarettes, which is ridiculous. He was in high school. Fucking ridiculous. Who he thought he was? I don't know. A cool guy. A cool guy. <laughs> John Travolta in uh, Greece. Yeah, he smoked uh, Camel Crushes. Oh, I know Camel. They had the cool ads. Mm-hmm. The Camel Crushes had a little bead of mm-hmm. menthol in the filter. You would literally crush it and mm-hmm. it would release all the menthol. Mm. He was on some new new. Yeah, he was a, an addict. <laughs> he was addicted to that shit. <laughs> He's like, I need my crushes. Um, anyway. So, the rule to Paul Mall is very simple. You dominate. And the Bridgertons are brutes. These- they, oh are, they lost their fucking minds over this game. This is my favorite scene, and we'll talk about our favorites, but yes. this this was gold. So, and Kate is really living for it. She's like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Like, let's fucking She's go. She's like, I'm about to win. She's like, so what's the rule? Win? Okay. Um, and Edwina's like, Kate. Edwina is obviously uncomfortable. She was like, I do not. She didn't want to play. No. She didn't want to play. She did She liked not. sports. She did not. And this was a light sport. She's they like, still dressed I, up. Like, dressed in corsets, floor length <laughs> ball gowns. In the grass. In the grass. I'm like, why are y'all dressed and like Edwina's this? And looking this? up 
at the mamas, at sitting under the shade. And drinking. they're like, oh, very good, very yeah. good. Yeah, Edwina's like, can I go? I love, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about this later too, but I love the smack talk from Lady Danbury. Because she like on the sidelines, no, she, she was, was like kind of playing. And she was invested. She was like, oh, yes, yeah. oh, yes. She was oh. very invested oh, in Oh, good it. one, good one, Elo- Eloise, good, oh. Well, she was so happy. Like, yeah, and Weena should have just. I would have been like, y'all, this ain't for me. She should have just sat with the mamas. Yeah, and been true to herself. But she's trying to be someone she's not. I'm like, appease. That's like going to me. your like your husband's family stuff, and they like to play basketball, and you sit up here. No, I'm the cheerleader. Pass. Hard I'll be pass. in the house. Here, let me get the refreshments. Right. What y'all want to drink? Yeah. <laughs> y'all have a chair. Because I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Pl- I'm not playing. So, but I'm in there with Kate. If we playing yeah. family kickball, guess who team about to win? Yeah, I'm about to play. My team's about to win, period. I'm the leader of the pack. Right. <laughs> so, back at Mayfair, the Featheringtons, um, they made a visit to the Modiste. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Lady Featherington is trying to alter Prudence's gown so she can show off her breasts more mm-hmm. for Cousin Jack. Uh... <laughs> Madame Delacroix is like, I can't bring this neckline down anymore without her tits being out. Yeah. <laughs> without her nipples being fully out, there's nothing they I can do. They were like, do it. What do you mean? We're paying you. She's like, I have the money. You do what I ask you to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, Penelope's just in there like, this is ridiculous. Right. So apparently, there's a new Modiste in town. Just randomly. Right. Which is like, okay, yeah. Can we make room for other business owners, or no? Yes, it's not. A, it's not a big area. It's not like a. I feel like downtown London. In seventeen oh or nineteen oh three, it was a thousand square feet. <laughs> Probably like one street. This was this was a Brady Street. Yeah. No. <laughs> Fuck. I feel like. Oh, I guess so. Also, in the middle of also, the season. Also, sorry for me for having a passion and wanting to sell my. Yeah, uh, Madame Delacroix was like, this is not good It's not business. room enough in this town for She's the like, I make the dresses. <laughs> but also, her making the dresses for the entire town? That's a lot. I would have been happy. Like, girl, she thanks. She was workers. Divide and conquer, Lord. What? You're sewing all those by hand? That bead work is I would have hired another person. Like, can you just work she, for it me? It seemed like she had no workers. I know. How was she doing they it? They had a delivery person. How was she doing That's it? That's it. <laughs> but, um... Yes, yeah, so, so it's a new Modiste, um, and we feel bad for Madame Delacroix because she has served the town really well, and it sucks that, you know, people can turn on her because the other Modiste has different ideas of styles and things. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, this is a new style. It's like her being Von Dutch, and everybody be like, mm, but we like House of Darion better. That was such a dated reference. <laughs> that was such a dated reference. House of Darion. <laughs> I never owned one piece of Beyonce, but I did have Neither a Von Dutch I. hat. Oh, I had stylish. A, mm-hmm, just the hat. That's all we can get. That's all we can afford. And it was at Macy's. Oh, was Von Dutch expensive? Mm, I feel like it's like. I feel like it was just not meant for me. I was like a trucker hat. Yeah. I thought I was hot. I had a baby pink shirt with the je- with some bedazzled jeans and my trucker hat. With some bedazzled low you rise jeans. You couldn't tell me wow. nothing. You know that style's coming, kind of coming back. The low rise. That's okay. It's not for me. Trucker hat. You won't catch me dead. I like my pants to come up past my belly button. 
I might don a trucker if it was like a event, like a two thousands event. Well, yeah, but not like in real life. No, not in real life. The kids on TikTok are real life dressing like that now. So okay, Low so we went out. Flare. So we went out last night, and we counted like we look it. The whole place. So we went to a nicer place. Like this, this place we went to. You would normally one is anything goes because mm-hmm. it's a hotel lobby bar. No, it's in Cape. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, outsider. Oh yeah. So, but anything goes. Like we have brewer stuff on. We were welcome mm-hmm. in. It's fine. But the nineties fashion. Really. I mean, head to toe, it was like TikTok live. Wow. Like, I couldn't believe it. And and I'm like, dang, have I really not been out? I don't think I've been out. Wow. Well, we haven't been out uh, to bar, like nighttime bars and clubs in a while. Yeah. So when we were all looking around, we were like, oh my gosh. Really? Low rise. <gasps> Yuck. Leather for the gods. Wow. Leather head to toe. And they were like, oh, Sierra, you kind of fit in because you have leather pants. So I'm like, yeah, but they're not flare. Yeah. So they... Leather. I'm actually a lot starting of to euphoria. feel kind of self-conscious when I wear my skinny jeans. Because no one wears skinny jeans anymore. No, Mo. You got to put them up. Don't get rid of them. Don't get rid of not, them. Not my skinnies. You got to get... These, these are fine. Skinny. I've been wearing skinnies since I was in middle school. I still... I wear skinnies to work. I'm like, this is who I am. Like, but I have... Our, I have really no, we have our Abercrombie, our Abercrombie jeans. Yes. I have a few not skinny jeans. Yes. And that's I fine. But black. everyone... Everyone had on pants that were not wow. skinny. They all were straight middle flare, parts. middle parts, uh, freaking euphoria hair, mm, like all these little, the little style. Things, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this hair. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about doing a middle part. I'm very, I'm getting self conscious. I, I would have to see. I would have to see. I'm getting. Well, I'd have to get a haircut because it had it have to be framed differently. Because right now it just falls flat. It would have to be layered. What is your part now? You don't have it's a part. A side part. It's rare when I see your hair all the way down. I feel like you always got to have... I don't wear it have... down anymore because yeah. I feel self-conscious wearing a side part now. If my hair is curled, I wear a side part. If it's straight, I wear a middle. Because middle and curl look like... Like that. carrot top. In my mind, it looks like yeah. carrot top. <laughs> but the bitches on TikTok all have fucking middle parts. The if problem is I got to stop having like bitches on TikTok. They're all 23. Yeah. Also... Not meant for me. Also, the range of styles we saw, like the type of 90s people went mm-hmm. into, is all different. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw one girl with that. Okay, so you know that pattern that's more like a... So, think 13 going on 30 dress, but she had a mm-hmm. midi skirt on. Okay. Strappy 90s heels. Mm-hmm. Cute little black crop top. Cute outfit. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, it's very different varieties yeah. of 90s that we saw. And I'm, but I have every, a 13 going on 30 dress in my Amazon cart right now. You should get it. I think I might get it for my 30th. That's cute. It would be. Oh, you gonna skate in that? First of all, I'm not turning 30 this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I'm like, you gonna skate in that outfit? Oh okay. God. No, it's too short. Mm, so, yeah. Point is, um, the styles are changing, but it's very much do you. I'm feeling very confident, like, whatever you want to wear, it's up to you. I will say that, yes. It's Because it's, it's Y2K and 90s, though. Yes. Because it's not 90. Like, it's not just 90. Some stuff is very 90. Some stuff is Y2K. Like, this is stuff Britney and Christina Aguilera where Everybody just look like Christina Aguilera. That bitch was dressing. Dressed. That bitch was dressing. Um, The hot girl. But also, girl. you got your people that's not going to change. Like, the guys. 
They're not going to change. They just got regular Men's schmegler. fashion is so boring. I know. <laughs> I need... I Unless have, you a gay man. It ain't what I have realized is I love a short, short, mm-hmm. painted nail combination on a man. I like the paint nails. Injected into my fucking veins. When I see, especially a black man with some painted nails, I be losing my fucking mind. I'm like, he's different. I'm like... <laughs> That man is fine. No matter what his personality personality is like. I'm like, you got on a chip black nail. You got on a six inch inseam, mm-hmm. fucking painted nail. Please, please, a whore. That is a whore. The guy that does the, it's a TikTok guy that does that it. The man, black guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and he always got his nails. I'm like, there's something okay. about it. There's something about a man with a, with painted nails that just really does it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a man confident in himself. Mm-hmm. That's a man who knows what he likes and is gonna do it. Yep, yep, he knows. So I'm gonna talk Jeff into painting his nails. I bet I could do it. Jeff, a- if I tell him that Evan wants him to paint his nails, he'd do it. I'm oh, he a hundred percent would. Um, I'm gonna buy him a pair of short shorts too. He doesn't listen to our podcast, so he won't hear any of it. No, he don't edit no more, so he don't <laughs> listen to it. All right, we got All another this- tangent. All this to say... What were we talking about? All this to say... Uh, oh, we were talking about changing fashions. The modiste. Modiste. Uh, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So... There's a new modiste. It's a new modiste. Period. Changing fashions in Mayfair. So. Good. So, when Lady Featherington and Prudence leave, Penelope and Madame Delacroix are left alone. Mm. So we didn't mention this, but oh, in the last episode, Madame Delacroix caught Penelope in, yes. the, in the slums. Yes, yes, that was the last episode. So um, this is their first encounter since then. Yeah, awkward. And Penn is like trying to pretend that Madame Delacroix this is strong. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> I can't feel my tongue. So <laughs> Penelope is trying to pretend that Madame Delacroix seeing her on the bad side of the ton was a fluke. Like, oh my God. Oh, I don't know how I ended up I over there. Know. Weird. They dropped me off at the wrong location. My Uber got turned My around. Uber. <laughs> um, but luckily Madame Delacroix is like, look, this is none of my business. She said, you stay in your business, I'll stay in mine. Right. I'm not going to say nothing. Like, um, We also know that Madame Delacroix is hiding some secret Secrets, mm-hmm. some secrets of her own, <laughs> um, like the fact that she's not actually French. If you remember that from season one, man, she start she will turn off her French accent so when she got on business to talk on and off. If you got business to talk, like business, business, she's, she's like, I'm like, sorry, she's like, look, in I it, don't. <laughs> in it, top boy, okay, top girl, mate. <laughs> um, Madame Delacroix is all about her business. She mm-hmm. don't care. Mm-hmm. She said, you do you, I'll do me. Don't worry about it. Love that for her. Mm-hmm. And love that for Penelope. Um, we hop on back to Aubrey Hall. This trick is strong. Mm-hmm. We hop on back to Aubrey Hall. The Bridgertons and the Sharmas are starting off their game of Pal Mal. Paul Mall. Pal Mal. Paul Wall. Paul Wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny. Pal Mal. Pal Mal. Paul Mall, whatever it is. Um, and Kate... Just so happens oh my God. to pick Antony's mallet. The Apparently, black, black the, mallet of the death. The mallet of death. Speaking mm-hmm. of which, we just recently got signed copies from Julia Quinn of yes. The Vicon Who Loved Me. I'll post them on our Personalized page. Personalized to us. I'll put them on our page. And she wrote, you know, to watch out for the mallet of death. Mm-hmm. 
Shout out to Julia Quinn. Mm-hmm. Love you. Um, so whatever. Kate picks Anthony's mallet, which is a big deal. Everyone's like, oh my God, she picked his mallet. Um, this is like one of those moments in a show or movie where it's like, oh, see, they're meant to be. Meant to, like yep. she picked his mallet without him, her knowing it was his mallet. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. It's fake. Um, it's fake. Mm-hmm. We, if you know us, you know we believe in faded mates. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those instances. We love it. Um, Edwina barely wants to play. So she picks a old random mallet. She don't care. And she was like, okay, let's get this over with. Basically. Um, but Kate seems to be just excited as the Bridgerton. She is more proof that she would just fit yeah. in so well. Yeah, she would. She's like shaking in her boots. She's so excited. She can't wait. She can't. She has so much pent up energy. Like the yeah. competition. She does. Um, the game is simple. They basically have to hit their balls through a series of hoops while simultaneously trying to like f over the other players. It's kind of like cricket, which or don't croquet. know how to play that either. Croquet. Or don't know how to play that Doesn't either. Croquet. <laughs> Pow Mow Cricket. It's all the same. Croquet. All I know is them hoops look a little too small for them balls to be going through. I'm like, this takes skill. This is a game you could just pick up. No. I'm like, how am I supposed to hit my ball through this tiny old hoop? This is not a game. This And then you're playing against people who play every single year. Yeah. Like, this is, they love this game. This family loves this game. Mm-hmm. They take it very seriously. I would be the one hitting everybody's balls out the way. Because right. I don't know. I can't I'm get not mine. Playing to, I'm just playing to fuck people over. I'm not playing to win. Yeah. I'm not going to be Strategy. able to. So, whatever. None of that matters. Um, what really matters is they have to play this game. In the, they're in the middle of this goddamn game in, in gowns. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. They look like they're going to a ball and they're playing a game. They're in the cummerbunds, their bow ties. Mm-hmm. It's actually really absurd. Like, they don't have any leisure wear. <laughs> Can I wear a They skirt? don't have the equivalent of, like, some leggings and a t-shirt. No. This is fucking absurd. I'm like, can I wear a dress that's like up to my ankles, please? Like, can it not drag on the floor? It just blows my mind every time. It's ridiculous. That they have to be dressed like this at all times. So anyway, the game goes on and Kate is having the actual time of her life. She's like (laughs) jumping up and down, squealing, spinning in the air. I'm like, this bitch, this is something she was waiting on. She was, yeah. She was looking to release some energy. Um, And Edwina looks like she'd rather... Be anywhere but here. she's not having a good time she keeps looking over at the mama's like man, man. it looks nice over there Dang, they got lemonade oh the shade that they got nice. biscuits god she's like the game's not over yet the, oh the okay. game gives all the competitors time to talk and just chill too so it's kind of mm-hmm. nice you just kind of hit while one person's hitting you could talk and yeah. chill it's like mini golf yeah right Very much like mini golf yeah i guess it's wild to try to get a golf ball in a tiny hole too. Yeah, it is hard, but it's fun. It's I fun. like mini golf. I like it. Yeah. Um, we find out that Benny applied to art school. Love Benny. He's so sweet. I love that for him. I love him. <laughs> he doesn't want anybody else to know in case he doesn't get in, but he does let Colin know, which is sweet. Because he knows Colin's such a supportive brother. Right. <laughs> um, we're so excited for Benny because he really he don't be doing nothing. He don't so, no one. Not one thing. And he don't mess with nobody. He just be existing. And I'm living we're happy. his life, loving his life. We're happy he picked up a hobby. Which men can do. They can just live their life. Women got all this pressure. He was like, mm, right. I'm not into dating right now. I guess I would ask, like, do the Bridgerton boys know four different languages? 
Y'all so worried about your women knowing Greek, Latin. And what is y'all? Because if she's speaking to y'all, y'all not going to know what it's what it What say. instruments do you know how to play? None. That's crap. Yeah. It's wild. Also, I was really rooting for a gay Benedict in this series. I thought they were going to at least make him buy. So, the fun thing is. They still could. If if his Sophia, right, is mm-hmm. not introduced yet, they still mm-hmm. could be. Because Bridget, or his season was, I think, supposed to be next. Then in they the pivoted. books, it's next. Yeah, and the books is next, yeah. but then they pivoted like, uh, actually, let's do Penelope's. Yeah, because we're not introduced. I wasn't introduced... about to sit up here and watch them do this slow burn another season. I wasn't about to let them do this. If will they, won't they? Again, uh, oh, we we need something else. So Get it over with. I would like for them to introduce like a guy, and that's just his code name is like Sophie. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Yeah. Like maybe his name is. And then like, they could bring back in his gay friend. Yeah, and also married. maybe he's Latino. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Could be Asian. They've done Asian. They've done black. Who's Asian? Kate. Oh, South Asian. Yeah. Um, but Indian people are considered Asian. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yes, yes, A A P I. I'm for it. <laughs> A-A-P-I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, technically they're done Asian. Um, an Asian person. And dark-skinned Asian representation. That's Which is important. huge. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, maybe this person is Latino. Yeah. There hasn't been any Latinos in the Bridgerton verse, has there? No. No. Not that I can remember. That'd be fun. And then maybe his he has like a little Shonda. name. He has a name that they go by, and it's because everybody wants a gay Benedict. Shonda, because you introduced it with Henry. Make him buy. Make him buy. Do it. Stop being a coward. She not, and she. I know Shonda's not a coward because all the other shows that she made got gay gay main yes. character. Every Do single it. show. Do it. How to get away with murder? Everybody was gay. In that. Give us another. Everybody was fluid. And how to what get away with murder? Was her name and. In what? Grey's Anatomy. Oh, girl, you know I didn't watch that. The Foot Doctor. What's her name? Foot Doctor. The orthopedics. I don't remember. Callie! Give us a Callie! Mm. She was bi. She dated George, and then she dated Arizona. <laughs> she married them both, too. Callie was crazy. Okay, anyway. She married two people? Well, she was married to George, and then she was married to Callie. Oh. I was like, ooh, this, I got money to turn this on! That's so crazy. <laughs> That show was crazy. I I stopped watching it after Derek Shepard died. But oh. what really started taking me off from the show is in when in one episode there was a bomb in the hospital inside someone's body. Mm-hmm. Meredith holding the bomb in someone's body, and uh, what's her face's husband got hit by a car or something. And I think someone had a heart. It was too much in one. Episode. <laughs> it was too much in one episode. I was like, y'all doing too much. And then also, there's been like three separate plane crashes involving all yeah, the doctors. Yeah, I heard. It's too much. Too it's much. Too much. Anyway, Shonda. Shonda. Make, make them buy. Yeah, I love it. Be- buy many. Need them. Okay. What were we, what were we saying? Oh, um, yes. So. Uh, we're excited for Benedict and his art school. The game starts to get tense because Kate is realizing she has a choice to make. She can either move her ball through the next wicket or she can hit Anthony's ball way out the way uh, to sort of fuck him over. And everyone's like, 
egging her on to like fuck him over. <laughs> uh, and then Dwina's looking at her like, bro, like can don't you just, do this. Yeah, can you just play regular? She's like, Kate, please. She's like, can you just put it through the wicket? She's like, this is my teacher husband. Don't, don't do that. No, and then that's what the rest of the Bridgertons want her to do. Whatever. Um, I think, like, Edwina's scared that if Kate does that, it will Mm -hmm. make the Bridgertons mad at them or, like, see them differently. But Kate's thinking exactly like a Bridgerton. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna fuck them over. Yeah. (laughs) This is, that's how they play. Um, she's really just so overwhelmed by all of this. So she purposely knocks her ball out of bounds. Is like, I'm done. Like, I'm actually going to chill with the mamas. Anthony tries to follow her. But I think at this point, Edwina is really feeling like she is yeah. very out of place. So she was like, no, you stay. Finish the game. I'm going to chill here and watch from the sidelines. Yeah. Um, Edwina's just a little too dainty for the yeah. Bridgeton family. Very dainty. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, so if, if um, Penelope is going to join the family... I don't know. I feel like she could probably get down and dirty with some Paul Mall. She has to make up with. Oh, Eloise she ain't gonna be coming too. doing nothing if she's not making up with Eloise. I'm Eloise, very will... con- yeah, that's gonna make it very dramatic next season because she not only has to get with Colin, she ha- before she can even do that, she kind of has to make it right with Eloise. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She got some work to do. Yeah, she does. She got work <laughs> cut out for her. Um. So... Who's gonna be the diamond? be the diamond they're not gonna make penelope the diamond after ignoring her for two years unless she comes out like a real like i don't know they could make it's gonna be someone random or it's gonna be sophie Mm. it could be sophie maybe they will start to weave in benedict's story into Mm -hmm. this ah it could be sophie and then Penelope's story is the, the main but side. Yeah. Or Sophie's the side but main because she's the diamond. Yeah. Hmm. They done got themselves into some mess now. They, they done should, backed themselves into a corner. They shouldn't have been following them books that closely. You backed yourself into a corner. Because what you about to do? Yeah. They'll figure it out. But And also that's why we got a new showrunner. Yeah. The old showrunner is like, you know what? Peace. peace I did my two good seasons. It season. seems like it's getting a little complicated. I'm going to leave while I'm on top here. Good luck. <laughs> Um, so whatever. Kate knocks Anthony's ball way out of bounds, and then Colin knocks Kate's out the <laughs> same fucking direction. Colin, Colin is a messy bitch. He knew. He knew. He's been watching him. Yeah. He's been watching him. He knows. And he stays out of it, too. He's like, you know, I'm gonna get in to interfere, but also I'm gonna stay out of it. Because Colin just likes a little drama, yeah. if anything. That's why he came back from Greece looking like that. He wanted some fucking attention with his little tan and his little wisps of hair. Ugh. Colin loves a little drama. He does. Um, Like, he knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Of all the places to knock he's that like, damn ball. oops. So whatever. Of course, um... They go to get the balls, and they're directly next to each other. Wow. In the same spot, directly next to each other. A perfect pair. Mm-hmm. What a coincidence. Um, so, yeah, they're also sitting in a big mud pond. Yeah, I, I would have been like, you win. I'm like, I'm not going in there in my regular... If I had in this jeans, dress? If I had jeans and a t-shirt on, I'm not going in there to get Do you no see balls. me in this floor-length velvet number we are royalty we can buy another set each of these dresses 
is hand stitched. <laughs> Send the maid what to the go get fuck? it. Where is the help? <laughs> um, but Kate came to win. Uh-huh. She was like, I don't care. I'm a win. One way or the Kate's other. a little rough and tumble. She she's tough. She um, if it's one thing Miss Sharma is going to do, it's muddy her thick dresses. Oh yeah, she when she was riding that that first episode, her dress was she, covered in mud. Yep. She did not care. For someone who ain't got no money. For, she was like, it's mud. It'll come out. We got tied. Uh, we got powder tied. <laughs> a little bit of powder tied some water. Does the trick. Um, So she went directly into the mud to get her ball out. Didn't even. Barely hesitated. She just was like, huh. Lifted her dress. Let me point out how ugly her shoes are. Yeah. Oh Disgusting. Oh my gosh. The wicked witch shoes. That's what they look like. The straps. <laughs> <laughs> She, she looks at Anthony like, you don't want to muddy them boots, boy. He was like, it ain't go. Anthony looked right at her like, whew, get hot in here. He said, yeah, sock I see. <laughs> Fuck. Hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So she steps directly into the mud, gets the ball out, while antagonizing Anthony in his shiny, clean boots. Yeah. So, of course, Anthony can't be upstaged, especially not, not by, by a woman. woman. Can't be. Not the Viscount. <laughs> and also, not Kate. <laughs> if anything, he's like, fuck that. I can't let this woman get the best of me. So, they're both in the mud now. Mm-hmm. What Kate has not thought through is how she's going to get, like, out of the mud mm-hmm. in those high heels. <laughs> because, first of all... Let's go back to the fact. Why are you even playing in hot? In, they have flats. They didn't have flats. That fucking makes no sense. All shoes were healed. It doesn't make any sense. So whatever. She's stuck in these high heels in the mud. And she needs Anthony to help her. Mm-hmm. Which he hesitates to help her. He like doesn't want to help her. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> whatever. He starts to pull her out. Um, but they both end up falling into the mud i love this it was so cute they started laughing yeah and you could even almost like feel their guard come down yeah i was like okay maybe we're about to make some headway they're gonna say they love each other no dang i love each other right then i love you listen (laughs) they've been holding it in since the first episode (laughs) um it would be at this moment that we need to go home yeah because first of all Covered in mud, not supposed to be enjoying time with you. And secondly, you know, we hate being dirty. So, um, but this is the one rare times we see both Kate and Anthony smile and laugh like genuinely. Yeah. Um, not when they're like talking stuff or scheming. So they're genuinely having a great time with each other, rolling around in the mud, like some piggies. (laughs) We love that for them. Oh, it was just good to see them lighten up, loosen up a bit. Right. Um, so they have a quick little heart to heart about wanting what they both want what's best for Edwina. Yeah. Um, and it seems like they're finally going to be able to like find some common ground mm-hmm. and like get on the same page. Uh, but Kate then tries to like continue the game and Anthony like sort of freezes and his whole like demeanor changes mm-hmm. and then he just storms off Jeez. and Kate's like, what the fuck? Yeah. She's like, what the fuck did I do? Well, it turns out, you know, she goes around the corner. It turns out. She had hit her ball over by his dad's grave. And Anthony apparently, like, never goes over there. 
Um, I don't think he he's he might be the only one that never like went to go. Yeah, I don't think before he before this episode either. before his episode when he before this episode when he goes when his mom's there. I don't think he was visiting the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony really needs some therapy because mm-hmm. like it's been ten years. You got to start unpacking some of this. You gotta if your mother can find. Some fucking her, the love joy, of her life, yeah. And she can find some fucking normalcy back in her life after losing the love of her life, after coming from where we where we'll talk about her being after his death to mm-hmm. where she is now. In ten years, he, he got it. He he needs to get it together. Mm-hmm. He needs to get it together. So we get another flashback. This time, Violet is in labor. And this scene was crazy. This this is how I know they would have had to burn me at the stake. Yeah. It was wild. I was so scared. Um, This time, Violet. And it's crazy because this part, if you think about Bridgerton season one, when Eloise and Daphne Mm -hmm. were talking Mm -hmm. about like how their mom almost didn't make it. Mm -hmm. This is what they were talking Mm -hmm. about. They were like, remember when Hyacinth was born? Remember when mom, we didn't know she was going to make it? Why would you want to? Because Eloise was like, why do you want to put yourself through that? But also, I mean, she was. What else am I going to do? She was pretty old giving birth at that point, I think. Probably. She had eight kids. And also, yeah. The oldest was 18. Yeah. <laughs> she had to have been pretty old. Um, so, yeah, in this flashback, Violet's in labor, not going so well. Um, unfortunately for her, the doctor is literally ignoring everything she is saying. Instead, he is asking Antony, an 18-year-old boy, what they should do. That's crazy to Cause, me. Yeah, because back in the day, they wanted to make sure. Right. So... He basically is like, the doctor is basically saying to Ant, he has to choose who he wants to save more. Yep. His mom or the baby, his unborn sister, Hyacinth, which obviously pisses Violet off because she's like, if Edmund was here, it wouldn't even be a fucking choice. Right. It wouldn't be a fucking choice. Get my husband in the room. She's like, get this boy out. First of all, Uh I gave birth to him in this bed. Yeah. (laughs) Changed his diapers. Or pay the lady who changed Change the diaper. <laughs> Get him out. What is he doing making decisions? I, if I was Violet, I would have started putting my hands on everyone in that room. I know. <laughs> including Anthony. Because why are you even sitting here stuttering like that? He's like, uh, 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 He, uh, first of all, didn't even know what the fuck was he's going like, on. What, he's what like, what is going he's on? He's like, Mom, what is he asking me? She's like, which one of us can live? <laughs> Jeez. She was pissed. Ugh. Um, she birthed seven children. She knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Anthony's a child. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is being put in charge of his mother is absurd. Thirdly, the doctor is literally ignoring her. It's crazy. Like, he's like, which one of them is going to die? Right in front of which Violet. Which one do you want? Right in front of Violet. It's ridiculous. He's like, which one are you choosing? Lord. Which it sucks that people are so messed up. They're like, oh, if it's a boy, choose my boy. And then. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's essentially what Simon's dad did. That's what Simon's dad did. He was like, I could care less. He's like, I need an heir. God, that's sick. Whatever. Anthony does the correct thing and and is basically like, whatever my mom wants. He was like, I got to get up out of here. He's like, I got to go listen to my mom. She's in charge. Um, Everything works out, obviously, because Violet and Hyacinth are alive and well. Yep. So that's great. I'm like, take this baby out. Save the mother. Man. Back in man what an apt episode to be talking about right now mm-hmm. save the mother anyway uh back in mayfair prudence is 
still working so very goddamn hard <laughs> to get Jack cousin Jack's attention. She's so uh, she's that so funny. Scene is so Prudence funny. is hilarious. She's like fanning herself and like fanning her boobs. She's like it's so hot, so hot, so hot, and like her cousin is literally paying no attention to her. <laughs> Because that's my cousin. He's like, that's my cut. Like, I'm not looking at her like that. I'm not looking at you. You're my cousin. We are not royalty. We have no reason to stay within our bloodline. Um, instead of paying attention to Prudence, he has decided of all the women in the town to get close to, to get close to Cressida Cowper. Fucking Cressida Cowper. Hate her. We hate her. Her dick didn't look that long this season. That's because she had that big ass ruby necklace on her. <laughs> Took up half her fucking neck. Oh my god. Uh, this honestly, in hindsight, should have been a red fucking flag that he, out of all the women in the town, decided to pursue Cressida. He did Crane his research. Neck Cowper. This man, that should have been a red flag, and I still wasn't even like having any inkling of him being a fucking weirdo. I was yeah. like, oh, he's just. Cousin Jack wants to be with Cressida. He's just Cousin Jack. He said, oh, the Cowpers are coming over for dinner. And Lady Featherington is like, we're fucked. We're fucked. (laughs) If she take over this household, I don't know what I'm going to do. We're going to be on our asses. She kicking everybody out. No dowries. Um, We switch back to Aubrey Hall. Where Aunt and Edwina are finally having some time to talk and get to know each other. Chaperoned, of course. One of the first real, like, conversations they've had. Besides, yeah. like, I guess they kind of talk at the races. And when I when they, they were talking, the first thing I thought was, oh, no. Oh, no. It was very awkward. I, also, like, the chaperoned aspect, I feel like, is very awkward. I can't say what I want to say, I feel like. Right. Um. Yeah, it must be very awkward to talk to someone you like in front of your mom. <sighs> Oh, and whoever else, uh, especially if it was Violet and Lady Danbury. They're so nosy. Oh my God. They're trying to do tasks, but they're not even doing the task because they like listening so hard. Yeah. They're like pretending they're, like, like laughing, they're drinking tea. But and the they're whole... like laughing along. I'm Every like, time one of them says, like Anthony or Edwina was saying something, their face, uh, Violet and Lady Danbury's faces were so funny. They were like, oh, yeah. I don't know about good, that. Good. They're probably like, good, 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 good yeah, answer, good answer, so good answer. fucking <laughs> weird. Um, during this whole season, they're making all of these faces, you know, they're making all these faces and passing judgment of Aunt and Edwina's interaction. But like, it's just so odd to have to do that. Yeah. To like, I like get to know someone in front of a chaperone, chaperone. At that point, they were awkward. But when they started like talking, like finally, like just kind of relaxing a little bit and talking, I was like, ah, shoot. I could see it. I could see them she having a happy all- life together. Yes. It might not be like passion. It wouldn't be passion, maybe. But. but- I think they would be happy. They're both cute, nice, duty-driven yeah. people. I mean, it wouldn't have been a horrible match. Right. So, I don't know. They could have fell in love over time. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they would have fell yeah. in love. Yeah, yeah, good partnership. Um, You know, Edwina is just kind of along for the ride here. Anything that Antony is envisioning, she's like, yeah, I can see that. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, not a problem. At this point, she's basically just like trying to say anything that will seal the deal, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like I still don't have a sense of who she is mm-hmm. as a person. Um, she'll basically, yeah, like say whatever she has to to get him to like her. Mm-hmm. Which, Edwina, you're too cute to be doing all that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Like, so, who are you, girl? And I just find it so odd because I just feel like that's not how her sister would have raised her. Yeah. To do that. That's who she thinks she is after all those tra- all that training and... Yeah, that's true. That's who she thinks she is. Now she's like, oh, shoot. Now... Yeah. I... I guess that makes sense. Like, all that pressure to, like, marry well mm-hmm. and, like, be a lady has probably... They, like, forced on her who she is. Yeah. This is who you are. You are... You follow the rules. You can't count you on this. Case. Case said, I'm going to be a governess. Right. <laughs> um, they do have co- a good conversation about books. Edwina loves to read, which pleases Anthony. Or Anthony, even though he... He doesn't read. He was like, uh, can I be honest? He here? said, you have to read and speak all these languages and play an instrument. I don't got to read. Do I don't got to pick up no book. He said, I, I read uh, checks. <laughs> I read ledgers. <laughs> Um, which is hilarious because he wants all these smart women. Can you keep up with him? No. Right. Ugh. Um, their time together is polite. They're nice to each other. Um, we don't think they wouldn't make a good pair, good partners, but you know, it's no passion. No passion. Yeah. This is even made, it's made even more evident, um, later that day when Daphne's talking to Anthony and Daphne is going on and on about, you know, what it means to feel something. He's like, feel? He literally is like, he looks back at her like, what's that? He looks back at her so confused. He's like, feel. What's that? (laughs) Never heard of it. She's like, you know, that, that little. He said, I have my list. The feelings wasn't on the list. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, He has like this concept of feeling anything other than duty is like foreign to him. Mm -hmm. He's like, I have duty. I have a list. I have expectations. I don't know what you're talking about, (laughs) Daphne, but sounds great for you. Um, We're sure that a lot of marriages were like this during this time and they ended up working out pretty well. I mean, people still have arranged marriages to this day and sometimes Mm -hmm. they work out well, sometimes they don't. But that's not how we feel Anthony and Edwina were raised. Like, Edwina's mom literally was shunned by society because she chose love over duty. Love Mm -hmm. over, like, expectations, societal expectations. So it just seems odd for them to be doing this. I don't know. We know that Anthony is making these decisions because of the trauma he went through after his father died. He saw what his mother, mother went through after losing the love of her life. And he doesn't want to, one, go through that, or two, put anyone through that. Mm-hmm. So, like, we see, we can kind of see why he's doing it. Uh, but there's really no reason for Edwina to be doing all this. Especially because she doesn't know the, oh, now she does. Right? What? The whole marrying to get the money. She knows that now. Edwina? Yeah. Not right, not, not episode three. Oh, no, she doesn't. Maybe, what was that, next episode? She doesn't know that till after the Sheffield's visit, you're right. Was that four or five? You're right. So she doesn't even know that she has this expectation set on her. So she has no reason to be acting like this. Nope. Um, So back in Mayfair, the Featheringtons and the Cowpers are having dinner. Lady Featherington is doing everything possible to take Jack's attention away from the Cowpers and on to Prudence. It's so desperately obvious. Desperate. And Lord Prudence is like, can I sing my song? Lord, no, Prudence. Oh my God. No, 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 no. Bitch, no. <laughs> you and your sister off. Her key. mom was like, no. She's like, chill out. Don't bring it up. 
How embarrassing. It's not working. It is embarrassing to watch Lady Featherington and Prudence act like this during dinner. Like, have some pride. Have, like, some... Man, that's in the corner. Man. Um, all that scheming they're doing, obviously, is not working because Jack will now be promenading, uh, promenading, promenading with Cressida later this week. And Tough. we all know if you're promenading, you might as well get married. Basically. It's, just, it's an important step. <laughs> so things are getting a bit interesting at Aubrey Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, Benny is about to get high out of his fucking mind. That's so funny. Off some opium tea that Collins brought back opium from his tea. travels. Um, meanwhile, Kate and Aunt Eloise had a little t- like heart to heart out cute. on the terrace. That was nice. I could see. I liked Eloise, and I, I've always liked her, their interactions because mm-hmm. they remind me a lot of each other. Sort of like, you know, not the odd one out in their family. But kind it's of like a black sheep. A yeah, bit. kind of like a black sheep. They don't fit well into the societal norms. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of opinions. Um, we see it here on the balcony, you know, when Eloise is asking her about asking Cato, you know, what's it like to be a Spencer? We see it at Lady Danbury's soiree when like mm-hmm. Kate and Eloise are both talking shit about Anthony. <laughs> so like they have a lot in common. Um, I could see them being like easy friends. Yep. Yep. Um, which is good because if Kate's going to be the head of the household and Eloise is kind of like middle child-ish, mm-hmm. um, that would be good for the family. Yeah. Um, Eloise wants to know more about what life is like as a Spencer and luckily Kate is like, it's not easy. She keeps it real. She's like, it's not easy. She's she like, basically lives on the outside to. of society. Yeah. You're not really invited to stuff unless you're getting invited to Lady Danbury's, like, her little gamble party thing. Yeah. But the balls, like, you don't got a mate. You, what you what you here for? You're not here to look for a mate. You don't got a mate or you're not bringing nobody out. What you here for? Go home and Aww. be a spinster. Hear about it. Hear about it on the latest w- Lady Whistledown right? tablet, whatever. <laughs> um, so... Which is, you know, all of that is why all season, no one questions when she and Anne are together because they just assume, like, whatever. We don't pay attention. I guess they just assume, like, she's We don't not recognize Spencer. Like, don't, we don't see her. We don't see her. She's invisible. Um, we think Eloise is in a little bit different of a situation. We talked about this several times, but Eloise has several brothers and sisters that come from big, big money. Yeah. Which is, it's okay if she decides not right. to marry because she's just, rich. She could just live with one of them or live in one of their fucking estate. You know, yep. like she doesn't have to marry, which is why I don't know why she acts like she doesn't have more just options. Just to be different. She has more options. She just <laughs> isn't thinking. She keeps talking about the privilege of her brothers and stuff. I'm like, you two have you privilege. You could do it. That's why I like feel. It would be weird. Like people would question you, but you could do it. That's why she needs Theo, a regular man to yeah. question everything. Yeah. Her. Kate, on the other hand, in the words, you guys have seen Predator. Pre- in the words of Charlotte Lucas um, from the 20, 2005 Pride and Prejudice, uh-huh. she's uh, Kate is twenty seven with no money and no prospects, <laughs> which is very true. Uh, she's twenty six, but you get what I'm saying. Six of twenty. <laughs> six. She's six of twenty, mom. So her life as a spinster is going to be a lot less comfortable than Eloise's would be. Right. Um, so Eloise needs to just stop complaining and just do something with her life. She, uh, Ant is, oh, we kind of, we move over and Ant is finally visiting his father's grave. Um, we get a, another flashback. There's so many flashbacks in this episode 
this is just after Edmund's death. Violet is trying so hard to just like get through the yeah, day. Yeah, she's like, I get dressed. Like I finally got dressed. And she says it in such a way like, what more do you want from me? Mm-hmm. I put on clothes today. Mm-hmm. And Anthony walks up in there talking about some family dinner. <laughs> Anthony is trying to keep things moving as normal for the rest of the children mm-hmm. to not up root and fucking change everything about them Violet is just like I am doing the best I can <laughs> she is it's hard she's grieving yeah something he, Anthony should have been doing but he wasn't afforded the luxury to right. so um, it is a well known it's well known that the Bridgertons are one of the only families in a ton to cons- to consistently have dinner together so the fact that Violet has been absent from these since the death of, uh, of Edmund is important to note. Um, but she just can't do it. She talks about how li- it literally takes all her strength just to get up in the morning. It takes everything in her to go visit her kids once a day. She was like, I go to the nursery. Also, what a life, boy. I, <laughs> she was like, I wake up. I fight to put clothes on. I go to the nursery. I'm like, I poke my head into the nursery. And hey. people... People that are regular do this for far less. Yeah. Because they have no choice. Right. So, um, sorry, Violet. Um, The last thing she can do is participate in a family dinner that her husband no longer can. Really sad. She says something really horrible after this. Yeah. She says that she wishes she would have died giving birth to Hyacinth so she could be with him. I get it, Violet. (laughs) I get it. But you are saying this to your son, who is right. also grieving. Right. She is not the only person who lost someone that day. Can you and imagine? And also not the only person who had to witness it. Yeah. <sighs> also, you got seven. You got seven kids. And also, can you imagine mo- losing both of your parents? Right. In a one month span. Also, she was allowed to. She lost her husband and was allowed to essentially give up. Yep. Anthony was not allowed to do that as a child. He was 18 years mm-hmm. old, 17, however old he was, a child. And he had to get up every day and be a fucking father. <laughs> a father to kids that's not his. Meanwhile, Violet talking about, I can barely get out of bed. Bitch! <laughs> How do you think I feel? I had to watch my father die as a child. I'm supposed to get up oh every day God. and look at the ledgers. Ugh. You sit up here saying you can, you can barely get up. Bitch, I'm up at 6 a.m. Violet was wrong. She was wrong for that. So. Um, yeah, she was wrong for that. Um, we don't know how long it takes Violet to get to the point where she is now, but we're glad to see her doing better. Um, she joins Anthony at Edmund's grave. They spend a little quality time together. Violet wants for Anthony to be happy so badly, but the trauma of losing his father and watching it almost kill his mother keeps him from even thinking that as a possibility. Mm. Um, to him, it's the most important, to him, the most important thing will be doing, like, doing his duty. Um, being there for his family, make a decision based not on emotions, but logic. Um, so That's when, a man's favorite thing to say. Man, I don't think with emotions, emotions, I think with logic. That's why women can't lead because they think with their emotions. No, sometimes somebody got to think with some emotions somebody around gotta here. Somebody got to think with their fucking heart. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. When Violet pushes the love aspect of marriage, Anthony says, this quote. This tough. I seek an amiable player with who I may share a pleasant life. 
untouched by heartbreak and the the ravages of grief. Hmm. It's so sad to see how heavily his father's death and mother's grief sad. has weighed on him all these years. It's literally so sad. Very sad. Um, anyway, so it turns out, we, we, we're going to pop over to some chaos. Mm-hmm. Turns out that the tea Benny drank earlier was strong as fuck. <laughs> Our boy's gone. I hit mine. <laughs> He's in the stratosphere. He's at dinner acting like a complete fucking jackass. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. He's knocking shit over, laughing, banging on the table, saying weird philosophical shit. <laughs> Everyone else is looking at him like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Colin's like, he's about to get me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony is barely paying attention to any of this because his full attention is on Kate. Oh my gosh. Not Edwina. Kate, again. Even with Edwina sitting right next to him and talking his fucking ear off, she's prattling away, talking nonstop. He is just looking at Kate. He does not give a fuck. Woof. And Daphne looking like... Daphne is like, yo, y'all gotta be kidding Daphne me. on the other side of him looking at him like, sir! <laughs> Have some fucking sense. She noticed immediately. Yes. Um, she aptly points out that Kate and Aunt are... They have a lot in common. Mm. And we almost wish Daphne would have interfered more. Yeah. Uh, seeing as Anthony literally almost ruined her life last season. I, if I was Daphne, you wouldn't have heard that. And you wouldn't have you heard wouldn't me. Have heard, you wouldn't have heard me. Sh- I would have been I'm like, going. remember when you tried to set me up with that old 40-year-old man? And then I followed my heart <laughs> and passion. And got a duke. Even though it, you know, caused a lot of issues. Yeah. Maybe you should think about that. Like, we figured it out. It worked out fine. Um, finally, the time has come for Anthony to propose. It did not come organically. Lady, oh. <laughs> Lady Danbury basically was like, okay, time for you to make a toast and maybe something else. She's like, in case you have anything important you want to say, now's the time. <laughs> Anthony's like, <laughs> He's like, you interrupted my staring at Katani. Katani. Oh, <laughs> I love her name. Anyway. Um, Anthony gets so close to proposing. Mm -hmm. He's obviously leading up to a proposal and Edwina is so visibly excited. And then he fumbles. Ah, oof. (laughs) He fucking fumbles so bad and embarrasses Edwina and makes the entire room uncomfortable because he was so very obviously about to say it. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, yeah. Instead, don't tell anyone about Pal Mal. It was really bad. Thanks. And have a good night. And sat back down. He said, dinner's over. Everyone's plate's still full. All right, everyone go to bed now. (laughs) Um, uh, I just, and then the following scene. I don't like it. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. This was a sad Edwina is so upset. She's like, what did I do Because she thinks it's wrong. Which, okay, so, okay, when Edwina's pissed at Kate. In the last few episodes, I'm like, you know what? Because she could have been like, you know what? It's probably nothing you did. It's he want to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hate um, to break it to you, sis. I don't know what. She would have been pissed at her then, too. But at least the <laughs> blow would have been less than waiting till your freaking wedding How day. How was in a wedding dress at the fucking altar? It would have been better now <laughs> than to wait until her wedding day. The right. happiest day of her. She's going to be scarred for life now. She'll never get married. She'll never get married. 
This is about to be an Edwina revenge. This is going to be an Edwina this is her, villain That wedding story. is her villain origin story. Cause Can if, you blame her? If my sister had done some shit to me like that, you'd never hear the end of it. I don't know if I would talk to her. I don't know if I could. I'm not that big of a person. <laughs> I'm not that big of a person. The only way I could see her kind of getting over it is if she marries Prince Friedrich. Cause now, bitch, I'm a princess. I'm about to be queen. Right. You can have your little viscount. You can. Have, <laughs> you can have your little viscount. <laughs> you about to be answering to me. <laughs> um, First order of business: find a new house because I'm taking over Aubrey Hall. Um, Bridgertons <laughs> are no more. I own all your land. <laughs> no worry about the ledgers you talk They're to mine. me about. <laughs> the ledgers are mine now. You want to work for me? Oh, that's horrible. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, Edwina's so sad because she thinks it's her fault when, yeah. in fact, it's 100% Kate and Anthony's fault. Yes. It's 100% their fault. You got fault. this girl crying and it's y'all fault. I can't believe Kate could sit there and watch her do that and I not know. be like, you know what? She did say, I have to tell you something. And they got interrupted. I don't know why she was waiting until they were stepping into the carriage to be like, hey, I really gotta I actually, talk to you. <laughs> now, sister, Dee Dee. And then watched Anthony run up to her. Although she did think Anthony was coming up to her. Kate thought he was coming up to her. Which, That's bitch, tough. then that, you should have headed your sister off and be like, you know what? I got something to tell you. I think he's about to, he's about to propose to me. But instead, it was her. That's sick. That was Anthony tough. is really out of his fucking goddamn yeah. mind. So, yeah. So back at the time, Lady Whistledown is back on her BS. <sighs> <sighs> Penelope was really out of her goddamn mind. Penelope has decided the best way to ensure Madame Delacroix doesn't talk is to talk her up in the latest issue of Lady Whistledown, which I didn't know now Lady Whistledown was endorsing certain businesses. Right, not an ad. Not an ad, not, not a an sponsored ad. ad. Um, this does two things. It convinces Madame Delacroix to go into business with Penn and knocks Cressida down a few pegs after her, you know, she and her mother were talking stuff about the Featherington they dresses. They talking shit about those dresses. I know. And Cressida's dresses didn't look that bad. Right. But now, you're in Lady Whistledown. <laughs> bad publicity. Um, so in our final scene, we're back at Aubrey Hall, where Kate and Anthony are, um, they're both just out and about trying to clear their minds. Yeah. You know, what they like to do. They run into each other in the garden and shit goes left quick mm-hmm. as usual because they can never be in a scene together and just be normal. <laughs> um, they can't help but argue with each other. You know, love and hate happen in the same part of the brain. So they're a little confused. They can't, they can't figure <laughs> it out. Kate's mad at Anthony for leading her sister on. Uh, but Ant is trying to reassure her. He's like, I'm still going to propose. Don't worry. My brother was high as shit. <laughs> it, I was the, the, feel, food, the vibes were off. The food was a little bland. He's like, it just didn't seem right. I'm still about to do it. Don't worry about it. I got you. Um, so, yeah. He comes up with a lot of excuses. He has no valid reason for why he didn't propose he didn't, last yeah. night. But as we know, men are always going to gaslight. <laughs> so, he gaslights Kate into thinking like, okay. it just wasn't the right time. Yeah. But all that gets cut short because there's... Another B. Which obviously sends Anthony into a spiral. If I was Violet, I would have got rid of every flower surrounding Aubrey Hall. Anything that attracts a B is not going to be by my house. Kill all the bees in the vicinity. Trap them. (laughs) Not free the bees. Uh Uh-uh. Not in this house. Not in this house. Sorry. (laughs) But that all um, 
when there's another bee, it sends Antony into a spiral, which only gets worse when Kate is actually stung. Yes. Because Kate's kind of just like, oh, just a bee. She's like, please, Who relax. Cares? So, if we see like, a bee, we running. I'm running. Forget that. I'll act a whole ass donkey. <laughs> I don't care where I am either. I don't care where I am. If I see a bee, I'm running, it's, screaming. It's waving. hilarious because everybody acts the same. Right. It's one don't per- no one want to be stung by a bee. Everybody's like, it's a couple people out there that's like, oh, it's just to be just yeah. calmly. And I'd be looking at them like, and then you got our track stars. I'm running in, for the hills. In recess, if it was 1B, we were on the other side of the playground. The teachers used to be like, it's I fine. I fuck with bees. I'm like, how am I supposed to know I'm not allergic till I get stung? Right. And y'all gonna wait till the last you minute to save You wanna be the one to call the doctor? Right. <laughs> um, anyway, she gets stung and uh, that immediately sends Anthony into a panic for good reason. Um, because the last time he dealt with a bee was when his father got stung and died. Uh, so he naturally now thinks Kate is going to die. Uh, which would honestly be such bad luck. Oh my. <laughs> Could you imagine? He, I don't think he would have survived and I don't think he would have survived. If that would have happened for a second time. I don't think he would have made it. He would have been like, take me to the king. I, I don't, don't think he would have made it. I don't need any more parts of this world. Tag Benny. I'm tagging Benny in. Benedict gonna be so mad. Benedict gonna be like, are you fucking kidding me? He said, I don't have time for this. I'm trying to make art. Benedict would have been so mad. Oh my God. Colin would have stepped up. Colin would have stepped up. Colin but he would have been a little Colin's arse. looking to be in, in, in charge of some shit. Not an arse. <laughs> Sierra, I swear she don't know what an accent is. You're talking like a British person. <laughs> She's like, what's a British accent? I got it. <laughs> Arse. In it? <laughs> In it? Um, this incident sets everything into motion. They both get way too close for appropriate. You what know, a weird to be appropriate. scene. Yeah, it's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> Just too much. We got a little bosom touch. Yeah. Um, their foreheads touch. That, I feel like, was way. That was more over the line than his hand on her chest. Yeah. Why are y'all foreheads touching? Y'all too close. That's way too intimate. Because last time I checked, when Daphne and Simon... Y'all breathing the same air. When Daphne and Simon was that close, y'all had to do a whole duel. Right. Get Daphne. Where the gun? (laughs) I would have been... Daphne, if I was Daphne, I would have been like, Hyacinth, get the gun. (laughs) Get the gun. Edwina, we meet at dawn. What the fuck are you talking about? You're a whole ass sister. My whole ass brother. We gotta fight. Edwina wouldn't have made it. Edwina would have been like, huh? <laughs> She's like, take me back to India, bitch. Right, because no. this ain't it. So we don't duel with India. The oh, fuck? that's so funny. So, both Antony and Kate are really shook about this whole situation. And we can't wait to see how they finally handle the feelings they've been feeling yeah for weeks this really set it off they finally were like this is not a normal feeling this is not i should normal. not be like this for yes. some random person i'm supposed to hate yeah. let me let me reflect <laughs> let me google how do i love what is love am i am i in love 62 percent. 62 percent, guys why am i like why am i like this? guys heart stopper reference <laughs> go watch it go watch it right now because 
That's oh your thing. That's our God. next thing. It gotta be. Oh God. This is gonna become a heart stopper podcast. Sorry. <laughs> um Okay. So that's our episode. Yes. Trauma. <laughs> a lot of trauma. Uh so each episode we're gonna talk about the overarching theme. Uh this week's theme is change. Mm, a lot Lots of change. Of changes Lots happening. of changes. Lots of changes. Um some great and some horrible. Mm-hmm. Most horrible. <laughs> Most of them horrible. Obviously, Antony's ascension to Viscount due to the death of his father was a very traumatizing and horrible change for him and the rest of his family. Um, they almost didn't survive it. Like, Violet, she was ready to hang up the fucking towel. Mm-hmm. Um, and this event leads Antony into becoming the duty-obsessed, anti-love terror he is now. Yep. Uh, so, not the best change. No. Not the best. Um, the Featheringtons also are going through a lot of changes. Cousin Jack is trying to find a new lady of the household, threatening Lady Featherington and her daughter's way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, this change would probably be horrible because even though the Featheringtons are insufferable, they're not as horrible as Cressida and her mother. Yeah, that'd be fucking horrible. Right. Um, Betty, but Betty has some good things yeah, coming that's his way. Change. That's good change. He takes a leap of faith and applies to a prestigious art school mm-hmm. um and he gets in which is great for him um also him and Colin are on drugs now that's uh just kind of what they're into yeah i'm happy to see them loosen fun, up fun changes they need to give that yeah they need to give their brother anthony a dose for his panic attacks. i feel like they should probably slip some slip <laughs> in take the edge off in the morning right. man they might be some alcoholics some drug addicts um and finally one of the biggest possible changes so far is the change between Kate and Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, up until this point, they have been working very hard to act like they hate each other, but now they sort of can't do that. Like they've 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 gone far enough. Mm-hmm. They, there's no turning back. Um, even though we know, you know, Kate's stubborn as hell. She's gonna pretend. <laughs> She's gonna keep pretending. She's gonna keep pretending. Yep. She doesn't care. Um. So now it's time to talk about our favorite scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do that. My favorite scene was Paul Mall. I love Lady. Like I talked about earlier, I liked Lady Danbury's like commentary and just overall excitement. I love Eloise's competition. Yeah. I love Daphne's like talking stuff. I love all of that. So Kate, I love. I loved seeing her. I love seeing Kate freaking she's dominate. She's just like a meant. She's meant to be a British. Head. She is. She fits in so mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene was Benedict at dinner. Love it. When he was Love high it. as fuck. Love I it. thought it was funny. Um, he is really just living his best life mm-hmm. as the second Bridgerton slash Bohemian love boy. Yeah. I just fucking <laughs> love that for him. Um, there's really nothing that can bring him down. He got into art school. He's trying drugs now. <laughs> he has no real living expectations. Living his best life. He's living his best life. Um, the dinner scene was hilarious. I thought the acting was really funny. They all do like a fant. All these actors in this yeah. show do a they do a such great a job. good job. They do a great job. And, uh, the actor who plays Benedict does a great he job. He does of, like, so good embodying like a second son. Yeah, like just his a fucking facial playboy. Is- like I'm just yeah. having fun. He's like I have no real expectations. I'm just chilling in the bar. Yes. Yes. Chit chatting. Yes. And I just always I love write when, poetry. Like, I just love when Benedict gets a little screen time. Yeah. It always is funny. So next, we're going to talk about this episode's incomparable. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the character who impressed us the most or overall stole the show. 
And this episode, we are giving incompar incomparable to Violet Bridgerton. Time to Has give her- Has she ever her... won before? No. Time to give her her flowers. Okay, bye-bye. Time to give her her flowers. Yes. Um, Violet has had to <clears throat> endure the unimaginable. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's a heavy sigh. Drama. The first thing I thought about was, you know, she is dealing with the unimaginable. Can you imagine? No. 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 Um, they I take do try, away I things. do sometimes try to imagine what happened if Jeff died. And I, I, I'm just like, that I would, get sad. That would suck. Ugh. That would suck really bad. Ugh. That the would whole, suck really bad. Man. It would suck for everybody around you, too. Like, we're all, we all impacted. <laughs> you wouldn't hear the end of it, boy. I'd be like, you know, my husband. I'm a widow. <laughs> you know I'm a widow now. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 20 years from now. Well, you know my husband died. <laughs> like, no, please. It was 20 years. Like, <laughs> she's still wearing black. <laughs> oh, God. I would fucking be insufferable. Also, when I heard we, she has endured unimaginable, naturally, Hamilton quote, if you didn't catch on to it. Mm, mm. Um, they take away the... the they take the unimaginable. <laughs> there are flowers in there. <laughs> Don't be fooled. I take the I take the children to church on Sunday. Don't be fooled. Just because we've been talking about Heartstopper, this is still a Hamilton podcast. <laughs> this is still a Hamilton podcast. Our personalities has expanded from Hamilton to Bridgerton to Heartstopper. Listen, so, man, we got three now. Those are our only personality traits. <laughs> anyway, death of her husband, death of her best friend. Yes. Uh, she's trying to continue to the best of her ability with eight children to raise. So, yeah, she's grieving her husband while simultaneously trying to be there for her kids. Although she has a bunch of help. Mm -hmm. I, she has people who are watching her children. So I'm sure that helps. Um, that leads Anthony to having to take over and, um, which then creates their, a strain in their relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I feel like they probably were a lot closer before he yeah, died. Yeah. Yeah. And Anthony seeing his mom like that, really caused a rift in their relationship. Yeah, because he, like, resents her. Like, why he does why you treat her. me like yeah, that? Yeah, he does resent her for good reason. He, mm -hmm. She left him to fend for himself and the seven other children. Mm -hmm. But, however, one thing I think Antony's not really considering is that, like, she didn't just lose her husband. She mm -hmm. also lost what little autonomy and authority she had over yep. her household. Yep. When Edmund died, because I'm sure Edmund took into account her opinion. Her opinion all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. So when he died, she no longer had that. Right. Evidence, like, evidence by when she gave birth to Hyacinth and they weren't even listening to her. Mm -hmm. And through all that, a decade later, she's able to laugh and have family dinners and attend balls. Even if she doesn't dance anymore, um, through all that, she was able to find her way back to her family and serve as a reminder that love is worth it. Yes. We love Violet. Yes. Love her. This this season, <sighs> I feel like humanized her so much more than last season. Yes. Last yes. season, I was like, I I couldn't stand her because she was useless to Daphne. She didn't still was her, useless. Have no talk to her. Still like, was useless to Daphne, but now I feel like I get to see a little bit more of like mm -hmm. what has made her who she is. Yep. So. so now we are moving into our life in eighteen thirteen London. Um, each episode, we're going to talk a little bit about what life was like in nineteenth century. 
London. So top off your drinks and get ready for a little chat about Pomo. So or Pomo. Yeah. Pomo Pomo is Pamal. a game of French origin, wee oui, wee. Oui, mm-hmm. Uh that is similar to croquet and dates back to at least the 17th century. Okay. Um what we see in this episode is apparently more similar to how do you say it? Croquette? Croquet. Croquet? Um, I think. Mm, probably. I don't know. Croquet? Croquet? We don't got this here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, then even Paul Ma already is, uh, although we've never played either, so we don't know. None of this ma- means anything to us. No. Nope. Uh, Paul Ma was traditionally played in a long alleyway with a mm. metal hoop at the end. Um, the goal was to hit the wooden ball into the metal hoop in as few hits as possible, which kind of sounds like golf to me. Less, the smaller the number. That's golf, right? Mm-hmm, the card game, What's at least. What's golf stand for? Get out love. Why would you just make that up? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what Doesn't do you your mean? Does your play golf? I thought it stood for something. G-O-L-F stands for something? I thought so. Never heard that before. Oh well, golf in the game of golf, the the goal is to have like one goal par. of what's the par? Little few. <laughs> goal of little few. Goal of little few. <laughs> golf. Uh, I, what do we know? We nothing. 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 Not thing. Obviously, nothing. Um. So according to. <laughs> Pe- people cut their grass here in the afternoon, even though it's been 60 degrees all day and they could have done it. Oh my god. So according to the Julia Quinn's The Viscount Who Loved Me, here are the rules that the Bridgerton siblings play by. One, uh, you want to go back and forth with this? Yeah. One, never use a regulation course, so Two. it's chaos. <laughs> Two, no honor and no honesty. Period. Three, never play with an odd number. Mm, four. No collusion between competitors. Five, no sportsmanship. Six, no cheering for your opponents. Period. Seven, uh, order of play goes oldest to youngest. I wonder who made that rule. Right. <laughs> wonder who made that rule. Number eight, always follow one's ball. Mm-hmm. Number nine, the black mallet is the mallet of death. Number ten, instant victory if you send Antony's ball into the lake. Period. Yes. Well, I would like to think Eloise made that rule. Yep. So everybody had a little take on this. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, some of these rules are ignored in this episode, probably because Anthony is trying to impress the Sharma sisters. Yeah, I would, I would, I would envision that this game, these games, be, are like a lot more bloodthirsty when it's not with like visitors. Yes, when it's just the Bridgerton kids, I bet they'd be going crazy. I'd mm-hmm. love to see that. I hope we get a Pow Mal uh, episode. Next I season. hope so. That'd be fun. They probably got to do something different, but <clears throat> I love, I love it. Um, so that's our show for today. Yay. And we have just enough time to watch some more hot heart stuff. Yes! I'm so excited because we can at least, we can probably skip ahead and watch like the last like three. Let's watch, we have to watch The Kiss. Is that four? The party. That's four. Shoot. What oh, are we on? That's three? three. That's three. We can do we can three, three, four, and seven, eight. Three, four, and seven, eight, yeah. And just skip five, six? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes, I think that's good. So that's our show for yes, today. Yes, 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 We're so excited that we are continuing back in the Bridgerton verse with you guys. And getting boozed up. Yep. yep. Um, make sure to tune in to us. Tune in here. 
next Thursday, Thursday, but Probably. always most important is follow our Instagram and then you will know when yeah. new episodes coming. So don't you follow, <laughs> don't you follow what we say, follow what we post. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll for sure have more Bridgeton hot takes and delicious cocktails. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and listen to us on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, or Spotify podcasts. Remember to subscribe, rate us five diamonds as we are the true diamonds of the season. Yeah.